talk about farm to table. Like you literally get to know the person that's growing your food. You're buying directly from them. And then you're bringing a guaranteed, amazingly fresh, delicious product home. So yeah, I mean, that's like CSA in the simplest form. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. My name is Sam Woods, and today is a very special day at the Bridge the City podcast because we, for the very first time, will be featuring one of our recent radio shows on this podcast feed. Now, for those of you who don't know, we host Bridge the City Radio on 104.1 Riverwest Radio every other Wednesday from 5.30 to 6 p.m. Just like the podcast, the radio show highlights ways to stay civically engaged in Milwaukee, but stays more up to date. So whereas on the podcast, we'll run deep dives on topics like marijuana and the census, our radio show tends to focus on topics that are more urgent and timely. And Casey, who runs the radio show, uh, does a very good job of picking people and topics to highlight that are timely. And for example, on our last radio show, Casey and I talked with Megan Forseth from the Urban Ecology Center about community-supported agriculture, or CSAs. Casey and I loved our conversation with Megan so much that we figured we'd just drop it into the podcast feed and only edit out the intro conclusion, which mostly is some Bridge to City radio show um, specific housekeeping stuff, so you're not missing a ton of it. But the conversation itself is just what you would hear if you tuned in live on 104.1 Riverwest Radio every other Wednesday at 5.30 to 6 p.m. But a little bit about CSAs, as Megan will explain in more detail, CSAs or Community Supported Agriculture Shares are a partnership between the consumer and the farmer where the consumer buys a share of the farmer's harvest that season. The farmer then gets a guaranteed income that year that they can count on, while the consumer gets fresh produce, meat, honey, herbs, you name it from the farm all season, very often at a discounted rate compared to the grocery store. And as Megan will also tell you, this is as farm to table as it gets. You know the person who is growing your food, you know exactly where the food comes from, and some places will just deliver it right to your door, saving you a trip to the grocery store altogether. But before I turn it over to Megan, if you want to stay up to date on how you can best get involved in your Milwaukee community, go ahead and subscribe to Bridge the City from wherever you are listening to this podcast to get new episodes dropped into your feed every week. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support our work even further, consider also becoming a patron of ours on Patreon. For just $4.14 a month, you help us stay on the air at 104.1 River West Radio every other Sunday and help us keep up on our equipment needs. We're all still volunteers here at Bridge City, but your support makes it easier for us to keep building the Bridge City community. So while you're hopping onto Patreon to help support our work, I'll let Megan take it away. So CSA, a community-supported agriculture, and today we have Megan Forseth from um, the Urban Ecology Center um, to talk to us about what CSAs are, how we can get involved, and how we can stay COVID safe um, as we deal through with this global pandemic. Um, So Megan, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, Casey. Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me. Um, Where are you calling in from right now? I live in Wales. I was born and raised um, in like the Lake Country area. So I'm a commuter um, and I miss, my heart misses Milwaukee. I was last there in uh, in March. (laughs) 
So it feels weird. It's strange. I did a run through Third Ward a few weeks ago and it was really weird. Um, So I'm calling in from Greenfield. Sam, where are you calling in from right now? Oh, Milwaukee. I just stay in Milwaukee. I don't leave the city. Um, yeah, just just Milwaukee um, from my house. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I love that. You know, the pandemic obviously is weird and awful in a lot of ways, but one way it just connects us um, through space and time. So I like meeting people who are in Wales and it's not even like a big right. deal. Um, yeah. But Megan, I want to talk about CSAs and I would love to start with you just introducing yourself and what your role is at the Urban Ecology Center. Yeah, so um, I'm the branch manager of our Riverside Park location. We have three locations um, at at the Urban Ecology Center. We're all one organization, but with a couple different arms. So Riverside Park is on the east side of Milwaukee. Our Washington Park is on the west side. um, And then Menominee Valley is on the south side by Miller Park. Um, And so we've got our feet in many different places around the city. And so I manage um, our Riverside Park location. Excellent. Um, And so one reason that we wanted to have you on is because I know the Urban Ecology Center is a great way to find out information about CSAs or anything really nature related in the city of Milwaukee. Um, So let's just start off with talking about what CSAs are. Yeah. uh, And I should go back and just let all of you know, too, that I mean, the Urban Ecology Center, I mean, obviously I'm biased because I work there, but it is a really, really rad place. Our mission literally is to connect people in nature to cities and each other. So we eat and breathe that on a daily basis. And so CSAs are completely in our wheelhouse in something to promote and um, ensure that people in our communities um, take advantage of um, CSAs. And you said community-supported agriculture. So it's a partnership between the consumer and the farmer. And so the consumer agrees in the spring to buy a share of the farm's harvest and the farmers agree to deliver a variety of fresh food throughout the season. Um, And so, I mean, talk about farm to table. Like you literally get to know the person that's growing your food. You're buying directly from them and then you're bringing a guaranteed, amazingly fresh, delicious product home. Um, So Yeah, I mean, that's like CSA in the simplest form. And believe it or not, Milwaukee being a a big city, we actually have a lot of CSAs in our area, which is pretty cool. We're we're a pretty big hub for CSAs. Yeah. And I would kind of expect, I mean, like stereotypically, you expect like a lot of the, you know, the farms in the area would be like, I don't know, cheese and like dairy products, just because like that's supposedly like Wisconsin's thing. But there's more to it, right? It's like, fresh vegetable like I just got a box the other the other day that was like um potatoes and onions and and I think uh like turnip greens and things like that so like kind of all over the place it's not just like what you not just dairy products I guess totally Um, totally not just dairy products um but the cool thing too is like if you want dairy products if you want eggs or honey or meat um there actually are uh many CSA farms out there that actually do have those add-ons too for an extra cost and again, like those, that would be a local egg, local honey, same mm-hmm. concept, uh, super fresh and delicious. Yeah. And so um, you kind of mentioned like why reasons, like why someone like us should like join a CSA, you know, get fresh you know, farm to table, like fresh stuff right to um, right to your door, um, you know, every week or every other week. But what you mentioned, like, 
you buy a share of the um, of the farmer's uh, yield. I don't know if that I can't remember if that's the right word, but harvest. Um, and for and like that gives the farmer like a guaranteed kind of income. Like how how big is that for a local farmer to have? Like a okay, I ha- I will make this much in this season, um, and everything's gonna be okay. I don't have to worry about like selling everything every selling out every week. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I think like the big thing is, um, that word community, community supported agriculture. So, um, farmers literally are building a community around, um, their livelihood. Um, and people then are, they're supporting the land, they're supporting the community, they're supporting the environment. Um, they're supporting the farmer in their livelihood by literally paying them and saying, you know, regardless of what the growing season is like, <laughs> I'm going to trust you with my dollars and enjoy what I get. Um, what I think people don't realize is that they um, form a relationship with with the environment and the land. I know that sounds super weird, but I'm uh, no longer a CSA virgin. I signed on last year and I just feel so connected with the growing season and the farmer that we get our food from. Um, and, and, and this sense of trust and community, uh, is pretty dang powerful. Yeah. Do you, so, um, yeah, if you don't mind, can you talk a little bit more about like how, like, do you, is it to the point where like, oh, I know like potatoes, for example, are in season and like, oh, we got a good rain the other day. Like I bet, <laughs> I bet like the potatoes in a couple weeks are going to be like that much better. Um, well, like, I'll tell you like one big way in which my thinking or my livelihood has changed is like when I go to the grocery store now, like I, my, the way in which I'm purchasing um, produce is so different. Like if I, like in the beginning of the season, you'll, you know, your box is really light because you've got all of the greens, um, uh, that have grown and sprouted. And, um, you know, so when I go to the grocery store, I will buy things that I know will be in my box because I know it's fresh and probably local. Um, you know, I, you get a sense of like what's in season. So then you start thinking, well, I'm not going to buy blueberries now because I sh- sure as heck no, those won't be in my box until, you know, later in the summer. And if I'm buying a uh, blueberry in the grocery store right now, it's probably coming from somewhere really, really far away. Um, So you just get like this, uh, this like slow understanding of when things are growing and why they're growing when they are, whether Mm -hmm. it's the sunlight or the soil or the rain. And um, again, it's just like stuff I never expected would happen over time, but I mean, we all need food, right? So we're eating constantly. <laughs> yeah. And are there things that you like, you won't get at the grocery store anymore because you've just, you've had a better version when it's fresh. So like, I've, oh. I've heard like tomatoes, for example, are just like, there's a totally different plant or it's like a totally different fruit. Um, yeah. So store-bought versus like fresh. I kid you not, I made, I don't know, like chicken, rice soup or something last year. And I had the perfect box to do it. So I had carrots and celery and potatoes, onion. And I remember my husband took a a scoopful um, and he had a carrot and he just looked up at me and I like wish I could have recorded it. And he said, oh my gosh, this carrot tastes like a carrot. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, like 
Yeah, because it's from the it's from the farm, and we were just laughing so hard. Um, so like I, yeah, like w- once you have a farm um, grown carrot, like you won't buy a baby carrot in a bag ever again. Like it just won't happen. Sorry. Um, like that's like the downfall. Like you kind of get a little snooty and <laughs> you just <laughs> do it. But I would say the same for. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Some of the vegetables you'll get, you know, like the, like the potato, for example, it's, it should be dirty, right? Grows in the ground. And so when you're at the grocery store and you're looking around, you see this perfectly formed potato. That's like, doesn't have a speckle of dirt. It's like, Oh, that's probably not good. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) looking for the stuff that's like freshly from the ground. That's a little dirty and bruised up. So I don't know. I feel like maybe I became a veggie snob. It's great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah sam, i mean as snobs go like that's a good one <laughs> right. sam what did you make with your potatoes and onions that you've got in your last box Ooh, so far well so that this is the other thing but like at least with this box i know it was kind of a test for this upcoming csa mm-hmm. so i was like oh do i want the weekly box or the bi-weekly one and i definitely want the bi-weekly one because it was a lot of it was just a lot of produce. Like mm-hmm. I'm still, I got it a few weeks ago and I'm still working through the potatoes and onions that are there. And I swear I've had like fried potatoes for breakfast <laughs> like every day and I'm not really getting tired of it, but it, they just, they're just like never ending. Sure. Um, but they sure. are, they are, I will, Megan's right. It's like, I, I probably, it's probably a little unearned because you know, I didn't, I've never grown potatoes, but like, I do feel like what, like when I'm washing them off, um, to prepare them, I'm like, Ooh, yes, this came from the farm. This is so natural and, and organic. And I feel good about myself at least. Um, yes. But yeah. And would you say like, Sam, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you pay, but I am constantly surprised on the quantity. I mean, oh, yeah. of the food for the price. Absolutely. Like, let's, let's talk about the price. So what yeah. does a CSA box range from? Oh boy. That's, I don't trick. I remember I'm a, like semi CSA person. <laughs> so like I'm only here in, <laughs> I should say like it, it, so like there's a couple different answers to it. One is like you, you could pick the size of your share. Mm-hmm. So depending on how many people in your household or how much you eat. Um, and then you can pick, you could pick the cadence at which you're receiving your share. So mm-hmm. bi-weekly or weekly, what have you. Um, and that all, and then the, the price varies from there. Um, but I think the other thing too, is that depending on the farm, they have different methods and ways in which you can make it more affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, some farmers allow you to go and work on work at the farm. It's like a reciprocity almost to pay for part of your share or all of it, which I mean, that's pretty dang cool. That's amazing. Um, Right. So it really varies. There's also, um, I unfortunately don't know like the ins and outs of it, but there are, um, programs through the state of Wisconsin that help to support, um, uh, purchasing of CSA shares. And I wish I knew exactly what that was, but you like Google it. Well, somewhere you can use your quest or snap. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. And I will say from my, from my own experience, it's, I haven't found one that's, you can get, I know you can get a biweekly like CSA box with just produce, no meat, no, um, like meat or anything, um, for $200 for a season. So that's like six months of every other week, um, vegetables all from all over the place. Um, which like, if you are, 
it is, I mean, which is like a substantial amount up front. Um, and that's, that's real. But if you're, if you can like board it, it's, it's going to save you money in the long run. And, um, most places will let you do like, a um, you know, you pay like 25% of it down and then pay the rest of it through the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I mean, they want your, you know, it's a business, like they want your dollars and they'll, they'll work with you to, to find something that works for you. I feel like if I joined this, I would finally stop roasting Brussels sprouts and broccoli every week and <laughs> outsource Word, some be of extra my fresh, <laughs> extra fresh Brussels sprouts. I feel like this is what my body's asking for. No more Brussels sprouts, Casey, That's a super expand food. your horizon. Um, and there's also different ways that you can get CSA boxes delivered. Like I remember I used to work at pizza man and we had a farm that would deliver right to the restaurant. Or is, is that something that you see happening like citywide or was that like a special thing? No. So we, um, we get enough requests at the, at the urban ecology center to help assist in connecting a workplace, a business to a farm that we're thinking about like what sort of service or model do we actually create? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, um, because there's so many choices out there and typically it's a, it's a, an HR manager director, you know, in that position that wants to offer this perk for their employees Mm -hmm. and they just know they think it's a cool idea, but they just like have no idea what to do next. And so we get people call us and we, have such a great relationship um, with the farmers in Southeast Wisconsin that we know, you know, who still, um, who still um, is open for people to buy their shares. I mean, be, uh, we could talk about it later, but because of COVID-19, um, CS, you know, CSAs are booming right now. So there's some farms that aren't even accepting more, um, more uh, people to buy their shares um, because they're just full. But anyways, we, th- there's so many businesses, I mean, huge businesses, um, where, where they get their, the, a workplace CSA. I know that's how we're involved. Um, my husband's company, it's one of their perks. Um, so we see that like as a huge thing, um, probably in like the past two or three years Mm -hmm. in in Milwaukee. And so how does that work? So would, you know, the HR director says we're offering this and you get one box or does everyone sign up for their own box? Yeah, it's everyone, typically everybody signs up for their own box, Um, you know, and it's one of those things where we'll come in, the Urban Ecology Center will come in and we'll explain, you know, what is a CSA, what are the perks, what are the tip, what would the cost be, what are the Mm -hmm. options, Um, and it's one of those things where like everyone in the room can say, yeah, sounds like a cool idea, (laughs) but and then, and then like the day comes to sign up and like nobody signs up. Right. So, so we actually in those like lunch and learns, we call them, like we legit have people sign up and say mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think we're going to do this. Um, Cause the reason being is in order for a farm to commit to supplying enough shares and boxes right. for the company, I mean, they need a commitment. And so right. typically a farm needs anywhere from like 15 to 20 people to say, yeah, I, I want in on this. And uh, it's like just exactly, I think, how most people picture, like the van rolls in, <laughs> the, you know, the back of the business, the garage door goes up, the, they, they haul in all of the, all of the, um, the boxes, literally the boxes. And, and then you just, you take it and go. It's like, how easy is that though? Right? Like you, I love that. you don't have to go anywhere or do anything. You show yeah. up at work. 
grocery shopping gives me so much anxiety. I think this is a great idea, <laughs> especially now with COVID. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about how COVID nineteen has affected the CSA industry. Um, I made a note before we met that just to say, like the meatpacking facilities and different, you know, food suppliers are being hit really hard by the virus as epicenters of of the virus um our local farmers taking this into consideration and you know what what do we know about what's going on now yeah i mean i think what we know is what just like the consumers are experiencing and i think what we're experiencing is that there's a weakness in our industrial food system and people want to make sure that they have healthy food this season and people also want to make sure that small farmers stay in business um, I think as consumers, we see that the weakness in the supply chain um, is there and that um, people are deciding that it's safer to have a relationship with a farmer that's practicing, you know, safe, safe ways in which to produce food. They're also seeing problems where large farms and processing plants have working conditions that make it um, more difficult to safeguard their health workers. Mm-hmm. And our local farms are figuring out how to operate safely. Um, and so... Um, COVID-19 has led to the growth in CSA memberships, um, here in Milwaukee and all over the country. Um, we just heard that four of the farms that we typically, um, you know, connect people with are already full this season, um, which is like, that hasn't happened in several, several years. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing for the farmers. And And I will say that, um, I mean, we do a local farmer open house every year where we invite farmers from Southeast Wisconsin to come on in and, and talk, you know, just like showcase what they do and have the public come in and sign up for shares right then and there. I think this, this year we were kind of thinking, shoot, like we'd like some of our farmers don't want to um, participate because they're not getting enough people signing up and their farms aren't doing that well. And I don't know, like, I feel like our, we were a little down this year thinking like, what's happening to our farmers? Like, how do we take care of them? (laughs) Make sure they succeed. And I mean, we don't, we didn't want them to succeed, you know, like in this, like because of COVID, (laughs) but this is actually what's happening is that it's been a plus for them. So sorry, that was very long winded, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been good for them. No, but just, I mean, to keep that kind of like, um, I guess like hypothetical going, which like, so if, you know, if, if no one did, we if CSA, if CSAs didn't exist, what are what are the repercussions for both the farmers and then like down down the supply chain for like you know people living in the city who don't like think they have a connection to a farm? But um, it's like what are what are some of like the effects of just like of um, like say again say CSAs didn't exist? Um, what what would be different about our world? Yeah, I mean. I, I, so what I've experienced, and this is just my opinion, I mean, farmers do what they do best, which is grow food, right? And so they build a community of people that are interested in, in good local food, the environment and, and healthy land. And if we didn't have CSAs, um, I think it'd be difficult for people to build that connection to where their food comes from. And, food is such an important part of our lives. And I just, if we all were disconnected (laughs) um, and where our food comes from um, and having to import food from all over the country and the world. um, I mean, 
I don't know, like go down this big dark rabbit hole of climate change. And you know what I mean? Like I just, it's scary. Um, I, I, I think about the farmer's markets and how those are going to change this year and the way in which people are interacting and it just, you know, or not interacting rather at a farmer's market, you know, you get in, you get out. Like that is not the model of a market. Like you go in, you socialize it, you talk to the vendors. And so that just makes CSAs even more relevant right now is like, like farm to table, like grow it, pick it up, <laughs> put it on your table and eat it. So like, Absolutely. And, and it's all local. So I don't know if that answered your question, but it just, no, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, as the season turns into summer and I know so many of my friends love kayaking with urban, the urban ecology center, and there's so many different activities that we can usually do there. Can we talk a little bit about how Milwaukeeans can be involved with Urban Ecology Center this summer as we deal yeah. with the pandemic? So, so the Urban Ecology Center, right? We connect people to nature and each other. So we still have the ability to connect people to nature, regardless of whether the centers are open or not. Uh, we the state <laughs> recommends that we don't connect each other, <laughs> each other together. Sure. You know, whatever you get what I'm saying. Um, but we just launched something called Urban Ecology Center in my backyard. Um, and the concept, you know, is that your backyard may be a local park. It could be your home. It could be, um, I mean, you know, your front porch. And we have tons of resources online in this in this new platform in my backyard um, where we have backyard classrooms, backyard adventures, backyard research. Um, this upcoming, uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, we're launching something for the very first time. Um, it's a backyard birding blitz. Um, and so we are hoping that um, people join us for our first virtual birding challenge it's for all ages and all people and people be, you know, connected um, via the Internet, but also like getting out and birding. And so all that to say, um, you know, nature doesn't need to be experienced just at our centers, but it literally can be anywhere. You also don't necessarily need gear. You know, we have equipment lending program where you have, you know, you can lend out uh, kayaks and canoes and things like that. I'm sure we'll eventually get there um, this summer, we hope, but if we can't, um, there's so many other things that people can do. Um, even like right now, the idea of being outside, you know, like quote unquote, stuck at home, I've heard so many people say like they're actually watching spring happen. You know, like we were just talking before we were on air, you know, I'm just noticing like, wow, I'm watching, I'm literally watching the trees, bud. <laughs> like I've never seen that before. So I just think it's been nice for people to slow down a bit. I love that answer. Um, I first thought you said bourbon watching and I was Ooh. like, wait, no. <laughs> the derby is this canceled. Um, birding oh, sounds... Wait. It is backyard birding and you're doing it in your own own home. So if you want to. You can include the bourbon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm in Greenfield right now and there's all these yellow finches outside. And I like this at my studio. I love it. But I look out at like the garbage bin. So being in the suburbs where I can see these beautiful birds, I'm it's like such a game changer. So Mm -hmm. everyone in Milwaukee in your studios, please leave your apartment and go for a walk. That is my PSA. I would say, I would add to your PSA though, go for a walk. But so we all know it's going to be like 70 degrees, sunny on Saturday. People are going to go bananas. 
but don't be silly about it. So we are so like, okay, I should just say I'm nervous. I live right close to Lampum Peak State Park and like the whole world can't come out and go to the park and gather, you know, so just be smart about it. And even like walk around your neighborhood like that. That's okay too. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Um, One way we like to end our episodes is by talking about action steps and ways that our community can get involved in the city. Um, And we'd love to hear what your recommendations are. I know we have the birding. Is there anything else that you'd like our our audience to do or to consider? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just feel like most of us like want to toss our computers and phones out the window because we're on them all day connecting to our coworkers and such. And so, I mean, come and join our UEC in the backyard virtual platform, but do it for like a nanosecond. Okay. Get inspired, <laughs> watch a video, have a little bit of fun, but then get your butt outside, like go and enjoy, slow down, take a walk, literally smell a flower join us for our backyard birding blitz um watch spring explode before your eyes and use this like crazy weird time to just um observe what is happening um out in nature so you don't have to be a naturalist or an expert um to just like relax and enjoy Thank you so much, Megan, for joining us. And thank you to Zavin Martin at 104.1 Riverwest Radio for continuing to let us stay on the air at this time. And of course, thank you all for listening all the way to the end of the episode. And you know what? If you did make it all the way to the end of the episode, clearly you like Bridges City. And if you haven't subscribed to Bridges City from wherever you get your podcasts, just go ahead and click that subscribe button and get Bridges City dropped into your feed every single week. And if you really like what we're doing, consider supporting us on Patreon at the $4.14 level. After you're finished with that, look into those CSA shares, see if it's something for you, and of course, let us know how you are helping bridge the city.